0: to another episode of the Barack Obama Approved World's Greatest Podcast, Hyphen Nation. I am newly minted semi-regular co-host George the Howitzer Gerbo, here for Kellen b conley to introduce you to our Numbers on the Board episode for 2020. You may recall that Kellen, along with primary semi-regular co-host Marcus Schoen, Madlove Robinson, started this back in 2017, where they just kind of get together and break down some of their favorite things, some of their favorite topics and things they got into over the past year. This year's installment is a little bit different in that all of us had a past 12 months that none of us could have planned for in our own personal lives, in the lives of our country, in the lives of our fellow Americans, in the lives of our fellow citizens of the world, wracked by a global coronavirus pandemic here in our country, wracked by, of course, the coronavirus which has killed more than 400,000 of our fellow Americans, racked by political strife, racked by a racial reckoning that has been a long time coming in our country, and racked by strife with the truth, racked by people who are choosing their own realities in a way that is destructive and dangerous for not just themselves, but for all of us as a whole. And so there's a lot of tension in a lot of different ways over the past 12 months, over the course of 2020. And this year's edition of Numbers on the Board was just kind of a way for us to, I'm going to call it a fireside chat, just kind of sit down, imagine yourself in a big comfy chair, whatever that is for you. For me, it's probably a nice soft leather back chair, high armrests, maybe your favorite spirit or libation. You just sit back, you crack the mic, open it up, and we just kind of let it, let it out, let, let all of the, just kind of unburden ourselves with what the last year, the last 12 months has been for us as individuals, for us as, as a collective, for us as a people, and for us as a country. Um, and you'll hear Marcus, Kellen, and myself unload some of the thoughts, some of the feelings, some of the difficulties and struggles that we all went through in different ways over the course of 2020, before you can get where you're going, you've got to know where you've been. And so we revisit where we've been while at the same time still pushing on and still setting some markers and some desires of things that we would like to do and goals that we would like to hit for this coming year, for 2021, which we all hope will get us to a place of community and Fellowship and gathering together again and health very, very soon. And so that is what you'll get in this edition of Hyphen Nation numbers on the board. 2020
1: kind of into the nitty gritty Of you know everyone's kind of Day-to-day life Uh, Obviously you know COVID is a real thing That has affected us across The globe not just in our respective States Um, but Kind of want to talk a little bit about that Um, I know Kellen the last Episode or one of the most recent episodes Is going to release uh, that he has Released already it was uh, A recording that Me Kellen uh, Michael Lamarek and, and Eric Greenley recorded in 2019, and I kind of told a story on that uh, recording of how I basically lived in an apartment complex where I got solicited to sell person cocaine. So obviously, 2019 was a very interesting year for the boy. Um, 2020 uh... was definitely was definitely kind of you know the same, but I actually. Before listening, well, actually listening to that conversation, it kind of is making me want to write about my experience in 2020 because I feel like I was an exception for 2020. I feel like everyone definitely had to go through quarantine in some way, shape, but then the kind of the mental effects, the physical effects of that as well, uh, I think it's rocked people pretty differently. Um, so uh, we're going to uh, go around the horn, but... Uh, Kellen, talk a little bit about 2020 and your relationship with COVID and how that's affected you.
2: Um, yeah, so we started 2020, um, if you go back and listen to our numbers on the board episode that we did in late 2019 in December, um, I was like, yeah, 2020 is gonna, gonna be different. I'm gonna get out here and I'm gonna push the podcast network and we're gonna be looking for sponsors and we're gonna be really Focusing on on extending the brand and you don't know, gonna be recording music and all this stuff. Like I got all these big dreams and aspirations. And the I mean, the year started off rough. I mean, the I've said this on multiple pods now. The when Kobe passed, that threw everybody for a loop and nobody was expecting the loop it was gonna throw them for. Um as a sports fan, which we just finished, or just on a personal level, the fact that not only did Kobe die, but I, also his, his daughter Gianna died. And then, um, those other passengers on the plane, I hate that we call them the other passengers on the helicopter, but, um, they all lost their lives. It was just this unfathomable thing. And then it took me a little bit to recover from that. And, and I, one thing that, uh, COVID definitely taught me once it got here, cause i remember watching the news coverage of kobe on cnn the day it happened and this is before they confirmed Gigi um was on there with them and i kept seeing reading the bottom line and just saying coronavirus the the coronavirus the novel coronavirus it's it's doing this overseas it's doing this and i'm thinking man this thing ain't gonna come over here there's no way There's, there's no it's gonna come over here like this. It, gonna be like the other things that have happened, and it's it's not gonna be a big deal over here. It it never is. We've been so lucky with that, and it really didn't become real for me until literally the week the NBA shut down, <laughs> because when the NBA and all the other leagues started shutting down, that was when, um, at work they were like, okay, well we're going to only go to three men, three person crews, and you're gonna have one week on and one week off. So. I worked until Wednesday that week, and they're like, okay, go and rest a week, and we'll see, you're going to come back Monday and have two other people with you. And all of a sudden, I went from my my everyday norm of going to work or whatever, working on podcasts, whatever the hell I was doing, to this world where I'm not supposed to go out and everything's closed and I have to wear a mask. And Angel's like, you got to get a mask. I can't wear no stupid mask. Why am I going to wear a mask? Like, come <laughs> on now. <that's> it. <laughs> Like it's, I understand it's serious, but I mean, I don't got to wear no on mask. And obviously now I can't, I can't function without a mask. Like I wear a mask all day at work. I, I have went down my driveway multiple times to go to my car, realized I didn't have a mask in the car and I had to walk my ass back up to get my mask. And the first week I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you that I was home with my family <laughs> and I wasn't at work and Aaliyah's trying to do school and Angel's trying to do school. And, I was like, yo, like I'm really here. Like this is, this is it. Like this house and us, this is as far as it goes. Like the internet can reach out as far as it wants to. And I can call Marcus. I can call my dad or whatever and check on things, but I, I can't go. We were supposed to go to Boston last year, Marcus, and meet up with Eric and lamb and, and cat and all of them and stuff. And like, yeah, our plans got completely derailed for that. We were supposed to go around your birthday and it It just really knocked me on my ass for a little bit. But then my coping mechanism, honestly, was deciding that I wanted to figure out how to stream stuff. Because as I sit down here with my mic here and the cameras and and everything I've, I've acquired over the year and the lights and stuff like that um, deciding that I I wanted to get into streaming and trying to figure out like video side of different things and just stream some video games for fun. Um, and just really make my own space in the basement, which I hadn't had for a while. Um, since we put down carpet a few years ago, once, um, once I kind of got that and had something that I was constantly working towards, um, that, that kind of became my saving grace. And, you know, it, even even with everything that quarantine bought, I mean, it, it definitely brought me closer to my wife and my child, even though I feel like I'm still too mean to my daughter sometimes because she's only six. And I, I feel like we spent a lot of good times together. and We found things to do and we found th- ways to kind of get out over the summer. That wasn't our annual beach trip, but it was still something. And it it just really made me value the things that I had and really made me more eager to learn n- learn new things and not just stick to one thing cuz like yeah I had all these goals for the, for the network and stuff going into the last year um and wanted to record music and stuff but honestly I think I needed the year to kind of pump the brakes a little bit and really <clears throat> kind of uh figure out what I um just the just the direction that I, I wanted to go as I as I uh, enter my later 30s and start to get close to my 40s and stuff, and just it really just helped me evaluate where I wanted to be, in my headspace and stuff. So there were some down times, obviously, but I, it was ironically enough a good thing. Yeah, I, I'm mad we missed our trip, and I'm mad that I can't just call up a friend and go hang out or. Stuff's not open like regular and we're wearing masks and stuff, but I mean, one, it protects, it protects us and uh, I'm completely pro-mask, so let's not get it twisted, but um, yeah, it, it just showed me that I'm able to persevere in a world that I never thought I'd have to deal with.
3: Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Malachi. And this is Alejandra. And you're sitting on the couch and your life is passing you by because you're not watching Insert name here.
2: Catch us Wednesdays at 8 p.m. on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And if you missed us, you can catch us on Friday on Spotify and Amazon.
3: Yeah, obvious nonsense, gang, gang. Hyphen Podcast Squad, you never take us down.
1: Not being able to travel this year, um, even beyond what we're going to do for my birthday and like go to Boston, you know, I haven't been home uh, back to, to visit my family in DC since like the 2019 holidays. So, Mm -hmm. uh, so the last time I've I've been home was, uh, Christmas of 2019. Um, so yeah. And I, I definitely don't feel, I know people are flying now. I don't feel safe with flying. Um, and it's, it's kind of funny. You talked about how, you know, that immediate sort of shock of the job pivoting, like, one of the responsibilities I had at my job, I had to actually help my, my job go remote. And so it was, it was like really a shuffle to get, you know, computers and like the network ready and making sure like everyone was functioning well. And like at the beginning, like a lot of that shit, like it, it, it was like, it worked, but it was a lot of problems to start. And so, yeah like getting everyone home or whatever, like that was tough. Um, And honestly, like I legit, like never wanted to work from home. Like, like my mom, she spent like the last couple of her years uh, working remote. Um, A lot of my family, you know, in the DC uh, feds, like they have the option of working from home and a lot of them, they were doing it when they were still working. Um, But for me, like I never wanted to work from home. Like, you know, I, I, I always, even though I don't, you know, like dressing up, you know, and putting like putting on like, you know, professional clothes or whatever, like just the kind of mindset of getting ready to go out the house. And then you're out, you're communicating, even if it's like in passing, like you talk to friends at work or whatever, um, you know, you kind of, you're kind of just like outside, like you're kind of with people, whatever. And so that's what I knew I would miss if I were remote, but now like being forced to work remote, you know, it's, it's definitely been a different beast. Like for me with COVID, you know, in the, in the quarantining, uh, for me, it's like it, like kind of alluded to, and kind of what you said, Kellen, as far as wanting to do like a, a reevaluation of things. Like, like my twenty nineteen, like it was. I'm kind of a person that I need balance. Like, I don't want to get too high for things, and I don't want to get too low. And so twenty nineteen, yeah. it was, it was like really up and down. Like I had, a, I actually. A lot of great moments in 2019 like I was I was like getting I was getting out in San Antonio um I was doing trips with friends um you know some of the the writing of my blog even though I'd slowed down i probably written the best pieces of my blog in 2019 so and I was I was out doing you know photography you know, I was doing these creative things, but then also I was doing things socially and like, you know, that was the high of it. But, you know, I kind of, the lows of it where I kind of joked about my living situation, but like, that was like really stressful. Like where I was living, like I did not like where I was living. It wasn't necessarily a dangerous place to live or whatever, but, you know, I'm, like I said, I got solicited to sell someone cocaine. like, like, it's not normal. Like it was like the living situation was really bad. Um, I was kind of going through things um, kind of, you know, in the ro- the romantic life that were not very healthy. And so it was, it was like, you know, it was, it was just a lot of instability. And when 2020 came, I'd actually, was going through i was going through like you know just kind of the removal of getting away from that you know situation with my relationship and i kind of had like i like a falling out of my friends but we stopped doing things socially like for a while and so it was kind of like you know things were coming into 2020 things were like really on kind of a down note But at the beginning of 2020, I was actually turning the corner. Like I was actually doing stuff socially again. I was doing things on my own, like, you know, meeting new people. And then as soon as like that happened, like the quarantining started. And then it forced me to like be home and like be secluded from tons of people or whatever. Um, And then there were moments of where you you tell yourself – you're doing this for the greater good. You accept <laughs> it, but then it doesn't st- It doesn't make you feel any less lonely. Right. It doesn't make you feel any less secluded, and and also being like thousands of miles away from like my family and like oldest friends or whatever. You know that was definitely the low part. Honestly, I don't think I, I don't think I mentally accepted the quarantining really until November, because there was a big talk of uh, during Thanksgiving, we would have, you know, the, the first like major event outbreak. And so I went out the day before Thanksgiving, I stayed in the house completely, not even to check my mail. I stayed in the house completely for that, that entire week. And from that Wednesday to the next Wednesday, and it didn't bother me. And so it took it, but, We've been we quarantined since April, so those months it led up to that, and it wasn't yeah. easy for those months or whatever. And mm. kind of what you were saying about finding like things to kind of balance out. Um, I you know started the podcast with Cat, um, so that did give me some fulfillment, but I lost the fulfillment and the the joy of writing and and the joy of doing photography. I lost that you know, earlier in the year, but, you know, I was fortunate enough that COVID grounded me to 2019. I was so out of order in 2020, I was really grounded in the sense of, you know, kind of telling myself, you know, Marcus, there's things that you really need to do on your own and you really need to learn how to cope on your own. And I do have family, I do have friends, but there's a lot of times when I lean on people too much and I don't fix myself. And 2020 was really about the best thing about 2020, which it really gave me that time to really think about myself and how to kind of fix things that, you know, that were wrong in 20 in 2019. I had the chance to actually tackle those in 2020. So you know, it's it. It was a blessing in disguise. I mean, I don't. I'm not even gonna say blessing because COVID is not a blessing. Like it, it really is not. No, um, not at all. But I, I had to find my way out of you know that shit storm. And every day is it's still a challenge. Every day, or whatever. But and this year, you know, I'm kind of taking tackling the same mindset of, you know, self fulfillment for different things like. Um, I'm kind of working on a project now that is really fulfilling. I'm still doing my podcasting. Uh, I'm still being, you know, sociable with people that work as much as I can be. I'm still recording with, you know, people that I consider my friends for these different podcasts and stuff. Um, so, so yeah, man, I really try to find, you know, try to find myself in 2020 and because everything was so grounded in these four walls that I live in. It kind of gave me a chance to really do that, um, so that's that's probably the best thing I, I got out of twenty twenty. Um, George, how was kind of the corona in twenty twenty? Um, how did that kind of um,
2: affect your life? Yeah, George me of- like I got like six different spots I live in now. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's part of it, it's a little bit part man. Like it, kind of like a similar vibe. It um, it stripped away a lot of the the noise and the this and that and it just kind of became like I was more cognizant of and realized that I am in control of the things in my life and not outside forces if that makes any sense like I make you know don't let like these things make the decisions for me whether it was relationships whether it was financially whether it was you know a whole bunch of things um the beginning part is crazy because like I'm someone who not a germaphobe, but like I touch my face a lot, and, you know, so I, I I always have like a bottle of hand sanitizer in my car anyway. And Marcus will appreciate like you knew the stuff was starting to hit because like late f- like February, grocery stores like around in in DC were just it's like man, this everything like there was no pasta sauce left. They were out of cereal. They were out yeah, of that yogurt. Was crazy. You know that like,
2: was so crazy when like, the grocery stores had nothing
0: like that type of stuff. And then it got like Friday, it was March, Friday the 13th. It was March 13th. And it's like, all right, I'm gonna have to run. My friends always joke that I'm just going to run back to the hills. Well, I, I fucking ran back to the hills. Cause I'm like, there's more resources in the mountains. You know, I'm going so, <laughs> <laughs> like, I gotta, like, I gotta have something back there. And like, just going to yeah, like the st- 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 kind of the goofy rationalization of things that you do. Cause you know, you don't know at the time, you're know, like that first, you know those first few weeks and months, like everybody's just trying to figure it out, and it's like I bought like the 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 Sam's Club bag of frozen chicken and like French fries because like I didn't want to buy anything that was like I can't have eggs, I can't have milk, it's going to expire, I got to have food, maybe I got to have food for like three weeks, you know? So like I'm going to buy a bunch of you know frozen and pasta and and things like that, and just like I have
2: so much ramen still from my yeah, mother-in-law. Yeah, yeah. She got us the <laughs> biggest box of ramen I've ever seen in my life. Yes,
0: yes. So like that was the mindset. I was like, all right, we're going to have to hunker down here. Um, and like you know, going into Walmart and like playing Frogger, dodging people just because like you know everybody's like a, a kamikaze missile coming at you and you got to avoid them, you know, and like you know yep. you know and you just kind of like duck into the clothes section or something to get around them. But so I, the blessing personally was that um, the, the 2020 was almost the year of like calm because like the previous. I haven't had what I would call a normal year since 2015, 2015 felt like the last normal year, 2016. we my grandmother had a stroke and eventually passed away. My mother had uh, a brain tumor removed. We lost her in 2017 in 2018. My father, um, or 2019, my father, you know, 2018 was just kind of like us trying to figure out our way 2019. My father got remarried. So my father, uh, now lives in my grandmother's house and the house I grew up in was empty. So it was kind of like, well, here's an opportunity to kind of come back for a little bit. And like, you know, you can, it wasn't like, if I had to stay with like four people in a house, I'd be, be nuts, you know, like that probably wouldn't have worked yeah. out, but was able to come back, you know, home back to, back to Weerton and, and, um, you know, able to, you know, work remotely. I haven't been in, I have not been in the office, uh, since March. Um, so it's, it's been, you know, going on nearly a year with it. Um, yeah. I, I kind of like it because simple things like you know, my normal routine is like, you know, commute wise, like you, I get up and make coffee, like I'm, you know, like sometimes there's times where I pour the, the milk in the wrong way, you know, in the wrong way, like I missed the container and everything like that. And one morning it's, it's just bad because I'm like half bleary eyed and everything like that. and I need the <laughs> coffee. Um, and then I get in the car and then I got to drive uh you know 25 minutes into dc to get to the thing you know it's not far mileage but it's far time wise and everything so like now i got time to i can just get up and start working and then like i take about like you know 20 minutes and just have a cup of coffee and i relax you know and i usually listen to levitar show cuz that's when that would come on and it was it was kind of i settled into a nice routine of that I, f- I found more time and like tried to prioritize myself in that uh in, in some ways um I got, uh, I did some, you know, projects at the house. I repainted the bathroom. I cleaned up the deck. I painted the wall outside. Um, I got a bicycle and I started bicycling places. Cause I'm like, well, I ain't going, you know, into any kind of gym or anything like that. Um, yeah. and I knew I liked riding bicycles. So, um, like I'm going to get a bicycle and um, I got myself under 200 pounds for the first time in at least seven years. Um, congratulations, congratulations, bro. Thank you. And it's just kind of like, you know, you get, I don't know what the right saying is about, you know, you do something this many times and it turns into a habit type of thing. Like I was like addicted to the bike. Like I'm like, it's, it's dad's like, Oh, well, we're going to, you know, you want, we're going to go to the store. You want to come watch my sister. And it's like, it's like, no, it's, you know, it's 70 degrees and it's not raining today. Like I want to go ride the bike, you know, <laughs> you know right, trying, to, yeah. trying to take advantage of those sunny days. So it allowed me to, and, and in that way allowed me to kind of explore home. Like I have not been, I was home for a year in 2009 2010 after wvu because that was the last time we had some shit like this happen where everybody's you know losing jobs and it was a bad time economically um at some point we're gonna get something good because like we've lived through some people like oh i've lived through 9 11 which fundamentally (laughs) changed the the way the country thinks and operates and like this sense of joy and freedom and got everybody scared and everything like that um and then uh, the the great recession uh, right when i got out of wvu (laughs) And then now yeah. a global pandemic. so like I don't want oh millennials or no we're 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 trying to live here through multiple global historical crises with no help from the boomers. so uh leave, leave us alone if we want to piss our money away on on avocado toast or whatever it is um, <laughs> but it's so but like I so I hadn't been home like you know like in a summer like that, specifically summer um since uh you know in a decade and so like i kind of went down to wheeling and like um did some stuff in pittsburgh and and just kind of you know went to tomlinson run which is like our state park and like went to the you know the local fish place that i hadn't been to and just kind of like remembering it was kind of like a weird nostalgic kind <clears> of <throat> trip like I remember doing these things as a kid for what was you know kind of still Ogilby park in wheeling like going down there it's um, and, to yeah, riding around you know so um, just kind of connected me better with like being, you know, being in West Virginia, being home and everything. Um, and, but then there, you know, and there's just kind of like, there were times early on where like, I would just wake up like specifically, I remember in April, and March and April and like, just wake up irrationally angry and like, have no, like nothing that triggered me, Mm -hmm. but just like kind of the weight of, and I work in, you know, news and I kind of my part of my job is to like Regurgitate news and 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 be aware of it, and so it's just like oh you know just kind of the drumbeat of, there's this many cases and there's this many dead and there's this many ca- and this is happening and uh. you should you should you know wipe your boxes and this and that and I would just like yelling fuck at the te- like fuck you know just like yelling at the television screen like I was just like I I couldn't do it man like just yeah. like nine yeah. in the morning and like I'm not I didn't need coffee I was just like angry just like frustrated like people just not getting it you know and then we devolve into the stupid. Uh, you know, ideological shit Um, from that. Like the four, the four, cre- like the the Kobe thing still in my mind is the virus is like number three, the Kobe <laughs> the, the impeachment, but we impeached the president. That's number four. Number three is the virus. Number two is Kobe dying. Cause that still was just like, so damn shocking. And like one of those, you know, like people Where talk were about you like, when it yeah, happened, like when Kennedy got shot, like people talk about that type of stuff, you know, your, our parents and stuff like that. No, that's yeah. like. I came home from church and it's like, there was a helicopter accident and they think Kobe's in it. I'm like, what, like, what, you know, just like, that was, and, and number one is like, we amidst all of that, um, what in a normal year, which would have been like the dominant headline, if there wasn't a pandemic, we came to a reckoning for racial justice in this country. Like that's the most wild ass thing out of all of it. Cause you know, I ain't got to tell you guys, like that shit's been going on for years, for decades. And, I don't know if people being at home was part of the catalyst or, or what, but it just like people, people. And I, when I say people, I mean, white people finally got realized that like this shit's been happening we need to care about it, you know? Yeah. And, and, and that it's just like seeing that visually, I was like, shit, like this is actually, it's not just, you know, you know, Oh, they're protesting in Ferguson. Why, you know, the, uh, Michael Taylor got or uh, got Michael Brown got killed. Um and it's like okay and it wasn't localized anymore. It was everywhere. It was all over mm-hmm. the country and like that shit was kind of wild to see and to hear people kind of say like yeah this is what it's been like, you know. It was it was eye-opening in a lot of ways and like it's something that was kind of coming around for a long ass time um and for some reason, you know, manifested itself in the middle of one of the most trying times personally, economically, socially in all of our lives. So, um, just, just to kind of deal, just to kind of understand and just like, see all of those things shifting and moving, you know, actually felt, felt, felt real, felt different in a way, um, that I was unprepared for. And like listening to Kellen, um, that was probably my, you know, one of my pieces of media. I got a couple lists here. Um, cause I was waiting for it. I was like, you know, who am I, I was like, I want to hear, from kellen after uh after everything kind of started with george floyd and everything like that and it it was and i know it was hard for you but i was i told you like thank you man because it was real and it was a way to kind of understand for a lot of people um just like what it means and just to kind of process that it's not just this guy it's not just philando castillo it's not just Brianna taylor it's not just they're not just names it's it's they're they're people they're their lives um that that you see yourselves in and that that was kind of like the thing that a lot of people in this country needed to do and like when you see corporation like i i for better or worse and this will sound like very um unfortunate i guess but like Fucking money drives everything, man and like when you find- when I finally saw corporations like kind of coming around and it's like we're gonna donate to to these causes, we're gonna you know put actually our name and our pocketbooks behind some of this change and not just be like we condemn the actions and we pray for reconciliation blah 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 yeah. When you actually see like movement because you said it you know like i remember you saying to kellen like you know i i, I hope it's a I, I ain't got faith that it's going to be something different but like i hope that it does turn into something different but like you've seen it before and like when i finally see money and people kind of moving monetarily in that way kind of signals to me like okay we're actually hopefully going to get serious and keep this this thing going like you said about the guys in in the bubble and, and the wmba doing it so it was It was a frustrating year. It was, you know, I got, I got better in a lot of ways. I got frustrated with my, I got, I got, I got very, I try and have grace. I got very little grace for my fellow Americans anymore. (laughs) 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 Like shout out to shout out to the buzzsaw because he's always like, no, these people are idiots and we don't want you. And I'm like, no, let them come around. Maybe we can. No, I got, I got no patience. I got no time for for idiots, for fringe shit, for, for none of that anymore. It's just, I'm done. I'm just done with that. It ain't, it's, it's, it's become nakedly and stark clear um, yeah. that if these people want to get down that hole, um, you know, they're going to have to find uh, God, pray for them. you know, Jesus bless them, but they're going to need to find their own way out of the hole because uh, ain't nothing that I'm going to be able to say to, to get you out of some fucking warp twisted ideology that you've crafted in your head about shit. Um, yes. and, it, and, it, and it makes me angry. Um, because I'm I'm gonna kind of lean out the window here and see the damn the damn Capitol building, um, which besides uh, being a place that um, I personally believe every American should hold dear as the place where you, the ideal of democracy is housed. I mean, I worked there for you know six years and found myself going through a traumatic, like, it was Serbian, it's, I'm gonna, uh, sorry for rambling, but it was- no, you good. It was, you know, January 6th, you know, I, I'm Serbian, we celebrate, you know, Serbian Christmas on January 6th and 7th, and I'm sitting there trying to cook and prepare, you know, we had a socially, we had a socially distanced uh, feast on our deck, and um, I'm trying to, you know, prepare for that, and I keep coming back into the television, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, caught in my chest, Uh, you know, like just this weird anxiety feeling and my hands are cold. Like, it's just, and it's not like it, it was impulsive. It wasn't like I, you know, I got myself riled up about it. It's just like, I'm watching it and my eyes are processing it in my mind. And my visceral reaction is numbness in my chest and like cold hands. Um, because it should represent a place that, that we all as Americans um, should be proud of and look to. Now the people there in many ways in the last couple of years, it hasn't been, but it don't give nobody the right to go and fucking do what they did uh, on January 6th. And it still pisses me off because I yeah. see self standing in there, I see my friends uh, that I worked for in there of mul- of all types of races, ethnicities, and political ideologies, um, and 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 officers and police and so forth that I knew in there, and it, and it pisses me off for for a lot of damn reasons. Um, but uh, I, got, I got I got no patience for for anybody anymore um, who's going to be on wrong side of the history is a cliched term, but just just the wrong side of morality, on the wrong side of of, of right you know, there, there's a way to go with it and there a way ain't to go with it. Um, And, and it's pretty clear about that. Um, So in a lot of
1: like, like mm. like George, like you worked in DC, I I'm from DC. Like if the feds want to shut things down, Mm -hmm. like they can shut things down, like in an instant Mm -hmm. and for them not to take the warnings there seriously and to allow that to happen. It's it's an actual disgrace. Man, yeah. we
0: had we had the Pope there. I mean, I've, I've been through you know State of the Union, Pope inaugurations, everything like that. The Pope comes and the this, the the high the tall ass fencing you've probably seen in pictures on the news like that. That shit was set up you know days before the Pope is scheduled to come and talk there, and it's like oh that's interesting. You know it's about it's like high as about as high as a basketball hoop. <laughs> Excuse me and um you know it's like okay well they're doing that and they you know they drive these dump trucks full of sand and everything and park them there so you can't drive up there um and and that goes without saying um that not to rag on the police but those guys specifically the the Capitol Hill ones they they got they ain't got no hesitation pulling out a gun and shooting people because i've you know i've seen the, i know the headlines and i know the stories of doing it a woman, a yeah. uh, woman rammed her car into the barricade and then drove up there. She had a baby in the back. Um, yeah. uh, they they, they boom, 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 locked down and they, you know, they said, I'm in the office and they send the alert to the office. And I got people asking me if I'm OK. And I'm like, I don't even know what's going on. Um, shot and killed her guy yeah. over, you know, guy overnight. Uh, one of the times near the Rayburn building shot and killed him. Um, guy, you know, mentally disturbed individual from Tennessee. I believe he was a black man, went into the visitor center where I in where I used to work and he kind of had like a toy pellet gun. They shot him. I was outside, like walking around on my lunch break and they're like, shot, shot. And I just ran like, so that shit's like the shit and all the emergency stuff and all this other like really, you know, behind the scenes stuff that I got in my head was ingrained to us. And I literally fucking watched it all fail on national television um, from my home. Yeah. And like that pissed me off. So there's a whole... Um, yeah, a bunch of things. And like, I, I more so uh, have this uh, kind of thing where I will un- needlessly have things that are out of my control, but might affect like way on me, if that makes any sense. Like I can't control that situation, but it will, it will take an undue place in my, in my thoughts and in my angst a little bit. Um, and I've been trying to free myself of some of that during the, during the quarantine and everything, but it, it didn't work for for January 6th and everything. But it's, I mean, it's as simple as a commonality, but just being, be, be nice to one another, you know, treat one another as an equal. It's simple. I'm a Christian. It's biblical. Uh, It's, it's real simple. We're taught that uh, as followers of Christ uh, as one thing, let alone as just humans, you know? So um, I I think the solutions are real simple. If we all, the, the things that, that unite us are are stronger than the things that divide us. And we all kind of got the same problems in life. Uh, it ain't that different, regardless of race or where you come from or your background or your economic station in life. And if people could just effing open their eyes and realize that, I think we'd all be a lot better off in some ways. So for me, that's some of the stuff that um, that just kind of being alone with your thoughts and being in quarantine and painting the walls in your house and uh, power, washing the, uh, power washing the wall and things like that uh, will teach you over the course of a year.
2: I can tell that you've uh, really th- had a lot, uh, really thought about this a lot, George. And um, I kind of feel like you needed to get out, the, you know, off your chest. So I'm glad that you were able to share that with us, because um,
0: I keep I mean, living it. I, yeah, I ain't got nobody. <laughs> it's me yelling at the TV. <laughs> <It's> about, right, <laughs> it's about right. It. So
2: I mean, this, this is this one of the reasons again why me and Marcus have done the numbers on the board, kind of like the recap where we've been and where we're going and stuff. So um, I'm really glad that you uh, shared all that. I really appreciate it, man no
0: thank you thank you yeah man
1: and i guess i said it was kind of maybe i said i was maybe the exception but i guess a lot of people if they were doing it productively kind of use 2020 as a year to reset some things and you know it's uh it's definitely not it's definitely not completely solved it's definitely not you know a thing that it's as soon as January 1st came on the calendar, everything was completely fixed. Whatever, it's still going to be a continual thing of how do you help yourself? And then, if possible, how do you help the closest people around you? And if you can't, you know, not letting go of that guilt and not feeling remorseful. Um, I think, I think the down we all want to help people when we can but you know we definitely have to make sure that we're doing good ourselves before we can help anyone else so so yeah man 20, 2020 definitely kind of taught me that and so you know we're going to try to keep that same energy As far as like self-reflecting, self-improvement, and then reassessing what we need to reassess. Like if there's something in 2021 that is not working, you know, figure out why it's not working, improve on it, or just get it out of your life and and go on from there, man. So, you know, we're we're definitely going to be about that progression for 2021. Um, So kind of thinking on that, you know, sort of mindset, transitioning, you know, from... Kind of the hardness that we all felt, but we did all find, even though it was hard, we did find something productive out of last year. Kellen, um what along what was your favorite piece of media last year? Um, what did you kind of find enjoyment uh from last year, even through all the 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 isolation and the confusion and the, the pain?
2: Yeah. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna do honorable mention for music and then um, One for, I'm going to do a couple honorable mentions. So I went back and listened to Pharrell's 2006 album In My Mind, except I didn't just do the In My Mind version. I did the uh, Quest Love version I out saw, of my mind. Yep. Yeah. And I went back and re-listened to that. I always loved the album. It had been a little while since I listened to it. And I literally spent maybe about three or four weeks down a rabbit hole just listening to that album from start to finish and it's the exact same r- r- rhymes that pharrell had constructed um when he did the original album um yeah. but quest love and and james poiser um opening up in the roots band opening up the the sonics that pharrell had done for the album and chad and making them sound bigger and lusher if that's not more lush and putting that live instrumentation on it and then even just um just tweaking some of the vocals and stuff. It it just really brought out something that was missing from in my mind. And I thought in my mind was a good album for what it was for Pharrell doing an album in 2006. Um, even though it was critically, critically panned. Um, but I, I just really enjoyed that project a lot. So, um, I always recommend that to, to anybody who's uh, looking for something to listen to. And if you can't find it, I will hook you up. Cause, um, it's something that was supposed to be released commercially, and it didn't get put out. And OK Player, I put it out a few years ago, so I don't know if and there's any real working links on the internet right now. But um, the studio quality version of it is top notch. So I uh, really enjoyed that. Want to send a shout out to Hamilton coming out on Disney Plus because finally getting to watch that stage play, watch it on stage after being it being a huge part of my 20 late 2018, 2019, listening to the uh, soundtrack into the music on Spotify, getting to finally put everything together and see it for myself, that was very amazing uh, and so I, I still enjoy that and getting to pass that along to Aaliyah um, has been really cool too because uh, she's a big fan of Hamilton and the whole show now from top to bottom and so is Angel so getting to share that with them was really cool um, but my my favorite piece of uh, 2020 media would have to be uh, something I'm going to be doing a podcast on uh, with Melisset here real soon would be uh, Cobra Kai. <laughs> <laughs> I have no regrets either because I, I I what happened is I we me and Angel were watching the Karate Kid movies um, over the summer when they were on Netflix, and then I saw that Cobra Kai was coming to Netflix from YouTube, and I the first two seasons, and I watched season one, I watched season two, and I was super I loved them both. And then it came out that they were dropping season three eventually on January 1st. I think they ended up dropping it. And I just finished that last night and I couldn't get it enough. Like there, like literally it was every free moment I had, it was Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai just ripping through the episodes. And I think it's really well done and a nice, nice throwback to the nostalgia of the original.
1: All right. All right, man. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> uh, I have... <laughs> I have not watched Cobra Kai. Um, I'm actually been pretty bad about uh, TV. Watching TV. Um, I the funny thing is I love I love Star Wars and I have not even thought about starting the second season of Mandalorian yet. Um, I'll I'll get to it when I get to it. Really. <laughs> um, but, um, George, what would you say was your favorite uh, piece of media you consumed last year?
0: Hyphen Nation 161 featuring Marcus Schoenlo Robinson and George Gerbo interviewing Ethan Strauss. Um, but no, it's <laughs> honorable mention. Great episode. Um, man, I've watched a lot of... You all old... spent a
2: lot of time talking about sneakers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I watched a lot of old sports. Because um, <laughs> that's all they had on for a while. Um, I'll give an honorable mention to... Uh, the e the Alex Smith E60, man, that was really good. Uh, we all knew he had like, oh man, he had an infection and he's kind of recovering from it. <sighs> it's graphic. We parental discretion advised. They put his literally, it's like his leg cut down to the bone. It was bad. Ugh. It was just it's yeah. bad. Yeah, I, I, mean, I encourage well, I, you. Kind of, I kind of watch it like this with my hand out a little bit. Right. But I encourage you to watch it because like that dude almost he shouldn't, he's, he's, he shouldn't even have a leg. And he played football this year. Like that's, um, that's super wild. Um, I, in a writ large category, uh, it's the Dan Levitard show with Stu Gotts. Like that's <laughs> Marcus knows, I mean, those guys and they hear it all the time. It's, they get you, it, it's just a place to go. It's a place you can, you can learn things. You can be open to different. I like things that are, you know, I find myself drawn to content that is not necessarily original, but that's just either outside of the mold or unique. I'm willing to yeah. to, to listen and hear it out, even if I don't agree with you know the perspective or whatever. It's like, oh, that's different. Um, so, and and then he turns me on to a bunch of you know go go watch like he, Billy Corbin's a, a document Miami-based uh, filmmaker who did like uh, Cocaine Cowboys and did the U documentaries. Yeah, he did he did one it this year. Great. Yeah, he did one this year uh, called 537, which is about the 2000 election in Florida and how Cuban Americans essentially kind of shaped and, and decided the election um, mm-hmm. after after Elion Gonzalez um, ha- was sent back to to Cuba by the by the U.S. government and everything like that's If you I'm kind of a nerd about that history type of stuff and I lived through it. So that was interesting to kind of see that. And I recommend that. But just, yeah. you know, what they do in providing entertainment, but also can be serious um, and just kind of give you the whole crew to just kind of give you some levity um, in your day. And it does feel like a family. um, And it's they've now gone off ESPN, as we all know, uh, and doing their pirate ship uh, entity pirate radio where they're just kind of on their own now and trying to figure out where the next landing spot's going to be like that was was 10 o'clock and i always liked watching before they took them off of espn news i'd watch the simulcast and everything and i had that on while i was working and it was just like a map of south florida with uh where they were all located and everything like that but that was my 10 yeah. to that was my 10 to, to one o'clock every day and then 10 to noon uh, and it got me through like that that early part where it's just like well you're at home and there's no sports and there's no other new content, but those guys can figure it out even through, uh, their own struggles of being all separated and everything like that. And Dan's father obviously being, you know, older and taking care of making sure he doesn't get, uh, sick and can be safe and everything like that. So that was, it's, it's Poppy. definitely, yeah, it, it's definitely a Levitard show for me for getting me, get me through all that.
2: Nice.
1: Yeah, man. Um, I think the best part of, I think the best thing Dan ever said was, I'm not telling you how to think. I'm just asking if you would like to. Mm-hmm. And so when you're talking about like sports commentary, or vast majority of it, it kind of really wasn't doing that. Um, I do think that John Skipper, um, before he got ousted, he was doing that on a conscious level as far as the people he was giving platforms to. Um, but I mean, as we see, like he's been ousted, and ESPN has pivoted back to being very apolitical. And with Dan square, leaving, square. <laughs> yeah, and with Dan leaving, um, the kind of critical thought people um, are kind of in this gray space. Like Pablo Torre, he does the ESPN Daily podcast, but he's no longer. Actively, unless you kind of count the times that he may be features on highly questionable, he's not like a daily face that you may see every day. But Monty Jones, who I would probably say is probably the smartest sports pundit I would I probably remember of like all time, like you know he the the, the TV show that they were on is longer there. He does a podcast, but and then he kind of rotates in and out of highly questionable also but you know there's nothing there's nothing really like the tv aspect and you know even though cutting the cord is definitely a thing in this country you know tv is still very powerful and so you know having those thoughts on actual espn Mm -hmm. every day you know i thought was probably the best shit espn ever done ever did honestly um but those voices are now just kind of not there or they're not really solid anymore so yeah. it's kind of like you know if it, it, it if it's funny the the public told athletes to shut up and dribble now they told espn to shut up and show us people dribbling yep. so it's kind of like you know you know it's it's kind of it's kind of really rough for the espn now i have no clue how long bowman's gonna stay a part of espn mm-hmm. but. Um, you know, hopefully he can kind of get a the a, a platform that he, you know, deserves. Um, for me, my my favorite piece of media from last year, I would say I mean, honestly, it's probably a Spotify app. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I'm like <laughs> yeah, one ahead. of the one of the things of being an adult is I now pay to listen to music. <laughs> like since since I had a home computer in 2000, I I mean I was definitely pirating. <laughs> Big facts. Pirating media. I mean I you know it's it's you know it was two decades strong or whatever, but now I'm mm-hmm. you know <laughs> down, downloading music and file sharing. Um, it's kind of not a thing anymore. Like, yeah, like you can find places on the internet to kind of download music, but I don't want to be downloading music then plugging my phone to my computer. It's so funny, the things that we used to do all the time, like oh my it's God. so obsolete, like plugging in my phone to my computer to put music on it. Yes. Like, that was a thing I yes. look forward to. <laughs> now I don't even want to be bothered with doing that shit anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <Right. right? So, laughs> So yeah, I, I pay for Spotify now And I I stopped listening to, to podcasts on Apple I only do it on Spotify now So, you know, the playlists I have The music I listen to Even though there's like a ton of like mixtape Tons of unreleased shit that's not on Spotify um that's my primary source for my audio listening so like any new podcast or any like you know song that's popping i hope it make it probably will 99 percent of the time it makes it but a lot of the older music like you know a lot of the the mixtape days even even like you talked about pharrell and the the remix that quest Love did, like that's nowhere near spotify right uh so you kind of have to go through these, you know, I it's funny I just recently purged a lot of my music that's on my MacBook to make space to record and save more episodes of my podcast. So Really? Uh Yeah, so I I save the funny. episodes. Yeah, I save the episodes, but the raw data um it's like a couple of gigs an episode. Yeah, um so I Like the the only music I have in my MacBook, I I have it on like a like a external, but the only readily readily music I have in my MacBook now is either like music I consider my favorite or just rare shit like can I get on Spotify. Yeah. But even then I, I I rarely go back to it now anyway. So so yeah, I would say Spotify is Definitely hooked me, and um, shout out to the the 1084 a month that I gotta pay for it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Spotify is pretty incredible, man. I, yeah. I I have I've had no complaints. Like I've fought it for so long. Like I used a free version, but um, ever since I started paying for it, like life has not been the same. And <laughs> just having that <laughs> access and be like, like I, I, I what was I playing earlier? Like I was in my kitchen. I was oh, I wanted to listen to yesterday. And today by Murz. Um, Murz and Ninth Wonder. So I literally said to my phone, I said, play Murz yesterday and today on Spotify. And did that bitch come up? Hell yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah.
1: Whatever happened to Murz, like Murz was definitely one of those he was one of those rappers in the blog era that he was just kind of around, but he never blew.
2: Um, well, I think what happened with him is he he was had the the indie deal for a while. And then he started working with Ninth Wonder and did the first two projects with him. He signed that uh, major deal with Warner Brothers, if you remember, though. And that was supposed to be the one that put him over and like helped him get out to more people. And the album was dope. I actually heard a song off of there earlier. It was called Merge for President. The album was dope. It just didn't, it didn't move. And then ever since then, he's just kind of been doing independent stuff. He was messing with strange music for a while. Um, and then him and Ninth Wonder have done like two more projects, I think. But yeah, he's still around. But that that song was from, like, 2006, 2005 that I was looking for, so.
1: Yeah, man. So kind of, you know, staying in the vein, obviously, of 2020. um, We kind of talked a little bit about, you know, overcoming of 2020, but let's look at something on a positive note. Um, So, Kellen, so from 2020... What would you say would be the thing that you
2: were most proud of from last year? Um, it it um, I definitely want to say that I I feel like um I I did make more time for my family. Um, I'm really proud of myself for that because I was so focused on podcasting a lot. The past few years, that I feel like there's times that I I found ways to neglect them unintentionally, so I, I am proud of myself for being around more, um, and being more present, so to speak, um, and that's just that's my most personal thing I'm proud of, um. But then for creatively, it's the fact that even though I didn't put out a massive amount of episodes like I did in in 2019 of the podcast. I feel like the episodes I did put out, I really feel like each one of them kind of had a purpose in its moment. So when I dropped like those six episodes in a, like in a couple of weeks, like right after quarantine happened, I feel like those were done for a reason. I decided I wanted to have a whole bunch of my friends talk about WrestleMania and we did that. And that was awesome. Um, you encouraged me to read the book, obviously, and do podcasts on it, but then you're like, well, Why don't you message Ethan? And I was like, Okay, <laughs> this ain't gonna work. And then he's like, Yeah, when and I am like, Oh fuck, like seriously? Uh so so I mean, we got our first big interview on on the pod, which is awesome. Um, I did the hopeless episode that George referenced, which um I got criticized for by someone um by someone I know. Um, and they said they didn't want to hear me ever be that weak again on the podcast. Cause they, they, they just saw it as weakness that I was so emotional and everything like that. But the response that I got from George, because George was one of the first people messaged me about it. And even when I talked to Marcus about it, Marcus was like, I mean, you, you're obviously here. You were like, look, um. I know that you you've might have felt a little vulnerable and stuff and and it's OK to feel that way. And you, you recorded and put it out there like that's pretty brave that you did that. He's like, I probably would not have done it the same way, <laughs> but <laughs> um, I mean, that that's how you did it. And I respect you for that. So uh, I'm really proud of that. And then even going into later in the year, like I, I feel like I was pretty honest about my thoughts in the, the election. And then Marcus joined me for more election thoughts. And I did this wild ass Robin Williams episode that I didn't expect to do because I read that book, uh, that, um, Dave, it's, it's, called fruit and I really enjoyed it. And I wanted to kind of just talk about that. It took me forever to get to the point, but I got there. So I'm really proud of, of what I was able to accomplish. Cause I really feel like instead of just making sure there was episodes, which was my main goal in 2019, I feel like the episodes I did manage to do really were there for a reason. <laughs>
1: I mean, well, first of all, anyone that says you're weak for showing emotion, that just means they they are themselves emotionally disconnected, yeah, just really very yeah. flat out. Yeah. So yeah. we don't we don't got time for that. In the words of George, <laughs> we don't <laughs> got time for that.
0: <laughs> um, Absolutely, um, suffering no, yeah. no more.
1: <laughs> yeah, really not, really not. Um, but yeah, man. So definitely quality over quantity. Definitely, man. Definitely feel that. Live from an undisclosed location
3: in a basement in New York City, it's me, Crank, ruler, well, mayor of Dimension X and the producer of the hottest new pod in that dimension or this one, The Shredhead Pod, starring the Blasian Batty, aka Google Chrome Dome, aka Eido Nobu again, aka my best friend, Oroku Saki. A.K.A. The Shredder. And we put aside our differences with the Ninja Turtles to be your weekly source of hot takes, sports, and entertainment news. Stay all the way and hear who Saki has named as his Cretan of the week. And find something valuable in the Shred Commendations. So we'll see you on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever your pods are cast. The Shredhead Pod is a member of a hyphen podcast group.
1: I would say, for myself, the thing that I was kind of most proudest of. I think the maintaining the schedule that I did for the podcast, like you know, having Eric put me. And we Kat should do together, this again
2: sometime with Cat Mark, by the way.
1: Having Eric put us together to record. Uh, our first episode we put out was February twelfth. We recorded consecutive weeks from February the twelfth up until February uh, up until September
0: twelfth.
1: So, so yeah, we put out uh, roughly thirty three episodes.
0: Like thirty some
1: episodes, man. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, and so it was it was definitely a, it is definitely a strain and i don't think we'll do like 33 consecutive again um, but just the just the idea of being that creative with the editing um having like honest conversations about films and society and you know putting it out there to consume uh, i was really proud that you know i was able to do that and really proud of my partner cat um, she's very honest and very open. Uh, there's plenty of talks that we have that, d- that doesn't make any of the episodes, uh, because we, you know, built a true friendship between us and I'm very proud of that also. Um, but you know, that the whole, the whole experience of doing the podcast has been, um, it definitely fulfilled, you know, a part of the creative, uh, mindset that I do have for myself. and so. Uh, one of the things that 2020 taught me, um, I I definitely probably, I would say for the rest of my life, I'm probably going to need to have some sort of artistic, artistic thing <laughs> filled for myself. Um,
2: yeah.
1: And so when I, you know, growing up and going in college, like, well, I would say growing up mostly like elementary school and middle school, it was kind of things, you know, you, maybe I did after school but no one else is doing so i didn't really think anything of it maybe i didn't take any i didn't take it seriously cuz it was just fun you know when high school came and college came you know you're, you're trying to be older than you actually are you're trying to be sociable and then for me like doing creative things i had an appreciation for it but it was something i didn't really try to do publicly and when i turned 30 And then I created my blog that October. That was really me, you know, putting myself out there for my writing, which I had always written, but only a handful of people actually wrote what I read because I wasn't putting it out to the public to consume. Um, But ending my blog and then putting a halt to photography did really, you know, did really make me feel sad. But... For, you know, having a podcast to create from, you know, working on projects for this year, still doing the projects, uh so sorry, still doing the podcast for this year, um, and then thinking about, you know, what I even want to do when I turn 40 or 50, like, how do I want to be that creative beast? I think writing is something I'll do for us in my life, God willing, and that's something I'll always going to be uh, really, really great but 2020 is really 2021 for me is about what's some next level shit we can kind of do with it and i don't you know i don't know if if, if anything the i don't know if what i'm working on is going to be mass consumed at all or whatever but what if it does like what if i do some dope shit that it actually comes into into reality and then that becomes a thing then what's the next step after that? Um, for the podcasting, you know, you know, we do this. I do it, particularly for myself. I do it for the love of the sport. Like I do it because I like to make dope shit and put it out. And if my friends think it's dope, that's a, that's an a plus. But you know, when I create it, it's something that I think is dope, and then I want my partner to think is dope. And then everyone else, you know, whatever we get praised for, is it, just like the icing on the cake, whatever. Um, but, but yeah, man, definitely proud of the podcast. And, you know, definitely continue on with that.
0: Awesome. Awesome.
2: Love it, man. 33 weeks, though. Good for y'all. I knew that y'all were rolling, but damn. Mm. Yeah, I
1: didn't, like, um, the funny thing is, we'd actually agreed to kind of take like a break like a little break a little bit before that um but then the dune trailer came out and so he did a pod on dune and then i had the idea just to do like a um like a like a small four minute episode where it was me like faking like i was writing in my diary but right. was really just complaining about Christopher Nolan. <laughs> and,
2: and
1: that was something I kind of just, like that's the kind of thing I was talking about, like just being creative and manifesting and putting out there. Like that was something legit. I, I did on the fly. Like I had the idea like the day before, um, and then I just put it into motion and I got good feedback from it. So yeah, I think, pretty great. and so I don't think obviously like, you know, Doing things or like writing and art, you know, it's not for everybody. Like people do it because it's fun. People do it, you know, because they want to make money. Um, I I don't. For me, like I do it because I I like it. I don't I don't really don't care like about. I don't. It's so funny. I work I work in the financial industry. and I don't care about money. Get that. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, it's. You know, I I do it because art will always be a part of my life. It it always has been and always will be. So yeah. I always try to make that happen. Uh, George, what was mm-hmm. your proudest your proudest uh, moment or proudest thing you achieved for last year?
0: It's something that uh, people I guess we people consider it taboo or don't talk about um, that much. I I paid off all of my credit card debt in 2020 look at this
2: motherfucker go (laughs) hell yeah george five
0: five five figures worth because your boy likes to spend on things um
2: oh
1: hey
0: yeah um yeah my my (laughs) my ex-girlfriend couple uh 20 in 2019 kind of she was real you know uh good budget and all that other type of stuff and like um was like freaked out like when i was like no i just you know open another zero percent interest credit card with balance transfer and then i move it over there and then it just stays (laughs) it would just i mean i I did that shit for years man like
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's the jig man that's the jig i
0: I paid no people were like oh my god i paid no i carried a whole i carried a you know obviously a high balance on like multiple things i didn't pay no interest there was no interest we were paying make minimum payments and things like that but it was just like this shell game of moving the shit around Um, and she's like, you can't do that for the rest of your life. I'm like, all right. So it kind of got me, you know, She set me up with like an, like a budget sheet on Excel and everything like that. And just kind of got me started on a a plan and everything. And then obviously, um, not having to go anywhere. Um, and you know, Foo Fighters concert was canceled and, you know, Trip Boston was canceled. I feel you. Yeah, yeah, all that type of stuff. And just, I had, I had this, this will sound ridiculous. I... I've not seen—I know the music. I've not seen the Disney Plus Hamilton because I am still saving myself because I want to see the damn thing in person. Mm -hmm. And it was going to be at the Kennedy Center uh, for the second go-around— and I got like one ticket on a Wednesday for like 90 bucks in the upper deck. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to go at seven o'clock and blah, blah, blah. And that was canceled. And I'm like, I'm never going to see this in person. I might have to break yeah. down and finally see it because we're like five years out now. Um, yeah. But, but like yeah, I, I, I kind of I wanted to see the theatrical before like reliving it on television or re, yeah, on movie form, if that makes sense.
2: No, um, I don't understand. Yeah.
0: But like, you know, seeing like, oh, man, I'm getting refunds and like, OK. And just like kind of realized around. April, May, like as I was watching, like you put the number in here, and instead of it being a positive number here, it turns into a negative because we got a surplus. And I'm like watching it. I'm like, man, we can get there by like December, and got there. Uh, I got there ahead of schedule in November because I also am proud of that. I started a, a Mercari account at Geoman eighty seven. If you want to buy my old, you know, sports memorabilia and things from around my house, and I made a bunch <laughs> of money selling. Uh, old, uh, old Packer jerseys and old penguin jerseys and shit like that, that I had too much of that, uh, I could part with. Um, nice. so shout out to Mercari for, for making some um, way to make extra money and help, uh, helping the goals. So yeah, it's amazing. Uh, it's, it's just, it's kind of, I'd I like, since I, I mean, I was, I, I had a score. I was blessed. I had a scholarship to go to WVU. I had a scholarship to go to Maryland. Um, and everything, but like my living expenses and stuff like that just kind of been on this revolving shell game of credit cards for a long time. Yeah. And I ain't got to do that anymore. So yeah, it's, it was, it's,
1: we uh, ain't got to live like that no more, <laughs> baby.
0: <laughs> <Exactly>.
1: <laughs> Moving on up. George, shout out the website again. What was it yeah. called?
0: Well, oh, what was your username? Mercari. So Mercari is uh it's an app and you, um, you can buy things on there too. So like I bought a uh, uh, Paris, you know, pair of cycling shoes and stuff like that but geoman g-e-o-m-a-n 87 which was my aol screen name uh on on mercari so um like i got i got a a san francisco giants baseball up there's an orlando coffee mug tiger stadium final game program eight dollars free shipping uh washington nationals hat we got some stuff up there but just like i was just that was part of like the the thing like you know i control more of these things like i'm at home and i'm looking around and it's like right. you know some of these bobbleheads and it's like i still got plenty of it because like i'm a i'm a trinket guy i got you know i'm looking at trinkets everywhere here i got a, you know i'm holding a baseball here's a football here's a you know arnold palmer bobblehead all this stuff and just like i'm like okay we can uh and my roommate does you know a lot of that um is kind of his his you know side hustle uh and I'm and I'm like okay we can you know make maybe make some money off of this stuff and I you know some pairs of shoes I sold a pair of hirachis, south beach colorway hirachis that I had like worn a good bit and I like paid 80 for them used and I sold them for like 45 you know and I'm like all right there you go so, so it was kind of, uh, just kind of the goal. And so when we get to my birthday is next month and I'm going to, I'm going to buy the South beach, uh, Jordan ones on from flight club. The market sent me the link for as a birthday nice. gift to myself. Nice. Uh, so I'm excited. I'm excited. That's my birthday. I was
2: talking awful lot about shoes.
0: <laughs> I got to have somewhere to, I'm waiting. Cause I'm like, I'm like, I didn't do anything last year. Cause I'm like, I ain't got nowhere to wear these clothes. Like I bought no new clothes last year. Because like, where am I going to go? You know? like, What am I going to do with them? So I'm gonna take it like maybe this summer I'll be able to go somewhere and like see people. And so I'm gonna buy these shoes. But uh yeah, no, Mercari is like they ran they were running these commercials on, you know, you see the commercials for like StockX and GOAT on ESPN and everything. And so yep. Mercari has started to increase their advertising and it's you know solely on you can do it online too, mercari.com, but like on the app uh is real simple. You just kinda of snap some pictures, type in your description, put up a price. Uh, and you can, you know, take this, it goes from there right into PayPal or they can send you a check or something like that. It was real easy. And like, I was amazed at how much like it started piling up. So yeah.
2: Look at my man flipping shit.
0: <laughs> trying man. I'm trying.
2: Very nice, George. Uh, I searched for you, but it, I don't like do, is that a direct link to you or do I like yeah, have to get the, the app and shit?
0: You, I'll put it in the, I'll copy the link and I'll put it in the chat. Okay. Uh, that'll work. Twitter thing. Yeah.
2: Hey, everybody, go buy George's stuff so you can pay off more debt. <laughs>
0: there you go.
2: <laughs> That's awesome. All right.
1: All right, man. So let's... While Georgia's uh, getting the, us the link, we'll kind of round it out with... Uh, round it out with 2021. So uh, let's kind of round it out on a personal goal uh, for 2021. Um, I'll kick it off... Um, uh i kind of been alluding to I'm, I'm kind of writing um you know obviously a fan of writing um i'm kind of working on a project uh if i'm hoping actually i get it completed uh this quarter i don't know if i will because my job is hella busy but um i'm thinking about actually taking some time off um to work on it completely once things set settle down um but um I'm, that's a goal to kind of get that completed it's something i've i've never done fully like in my entire life um but i, I kind of think i'm kind of thinking that everything is kind of leading to kind of this moment and then once i get this kind of out um seeing what i can do with it after that and like i said before if nothing kind of happens with it, as far as like being like publicly consumed or whatever, um, that's not my goal. Honestly, uh, my goal is to get it completed and have it be good. So, so like, that's, that's something that I'm kind of shooting for this year. Um, Kellen, what's, what's a goal that you have for yourself this year?
2: My goal for this year, besides wanting this Jim Tell Me jersey that's on his macari that I just saw, but it won't fit <laughs> me, um, my my goal for this year has really been to make, create, create all kinds of things. Like I I wanna I want to, again, it was a goal last year, but I, I want to record some new music and put it out. I want to continue to do the podcast. I have another podcast that I'm working on with Eric now um i want um i uh i want to continue to stream and play video games and stuff like that the thing that i want to work on with all that though is i just want to put it out and not worry about (laughs) if anybody is seeing it because that's always been a big problem of mine like even with music back in the day or with the podcast in recent years. Uh, it's all about who's seeing it, who said, and is anybody listening to this? Is anybody hear this? Like I have always felt the need to be validated for my creativity. And I'm really trying this year to be creative and make sure that I'm putting whatever the, the creative thing is out on as many outlets as possible that it can be found. But then I'm also trying to be willing to let it go like i actually deleted the anchor app off my phone late last year um because i would always put out the podcast and the first thing i'm doing later in the day is trying to see how many downloads it has and like i would drive myself nuts because i know what the number is going to be it always has the same number um but i'd always be like looking and then it wouldn't change then i'd be like oh man nobody's listening to it i need to put it out and i need to put another link up and blah 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 it's like i need i've it's something I, a point that I got to with my music that I really was doing it for myself, and if other people enjoyed it, that's great. It's something I'm trying to apply to all areas. So even if I'm doing a stupid TikTok, like I don't need to know how many people have looked at it or how many comments. Like it's something I did, I put it out there and then move on. And I I just really want to be able to be creative and then kind of leave it and move on to the next thing. Now, not to say I won't take the care for certain things that need to be done to I'm not trying to rush to do anything creatively, but I just want to be able to work on one thing, complete it, put it out, move on, not care, be proud of the fact that I did it and get to the next thing without worrying about what the reception is going to be.
1: Mm. All right, man. Definitely. Good luck, man. Like I, I knew that for my writing and actually if, I know that for my podcast honestly like I I told Eric that I will literally never ask how many listens we get cuz I will literally never will want to know so um you know like I said before like I do it because I want to do it if if there's like people that I gravitate toward that's that's you know that's totally fine um but yeah man whenever whenever you create something it should give you that self fulfillment before everything, honestly. Yeah. And if you're if you're kind of making or you're kind of serving someone, and you don't feel that fulfillment within it, then you know it's something that you can kind of you can probably do without, honestly. So, so yeah, man. Uh, definitely good luck in that journey, man. Definitely good luck. Thank you, man. Um, it's working
2: out good so far. Mm-hmm. Working out well so far.
1: Good to hear. Good to hear, George. Mm-hmm. Round round us up, buddy. What's what's Man. a goal that you have for yourself for
0: this year? I got a couple things. I need <clears throat> I need to write um, okay. again. um Like I haven't done like since I guess grad school. So twenty sixteen, seventeen. At this point, we're like you know writing articles or writing papers and things like that. Like you know it was it was journalism or sports based or that type of stuff, but um, that's like the foundation for, for everything, you know, um, regardless in life, but specifically in, in journalism and in creativity. So, and, and I got, you know, some of it would be opinion, current event, whatever based some of it would, a friend of mine, you know, said you've been, I got an idea in my head. She kind of gave me an idea in my head for this. Um, cause all these places I've, I've been that are connected to sports and I like go and, eat the you know the niche food thing and find the tourist attraction and you know these kind of like a tourism type of thing but like around surrounding sports and i've done a lot of that um and i got pictures and stuff like that so just kind of getting something like that into motion um i had a website i still got the url but uh, I, I don't pay for the Wix anymore <laughs> but maybe <laughs> i you know start that back up or something yeah um like that but just to kind of and I, i'm always like talking thoughts into like the notes app on the iPhone or I jot something down and then I'm like, I don't know about that, you know, so as opposed to just throwing it out on Twitter, maybe actually turn it into some type of like thought, you know, thought piece or something like that. So that's, that's something I'd like to do. Um, I'd like to read three books this year because last year I read two books. Um, the, uh, the victory machine by Ethan Strauss, it's part of the Uh, book club. Um, and I read a book about the the liberation of Paris from the Nazis in World War II, which was interesting because I like that kind of historical stuff. Um, But I don't ever read, like, books. Like, I'm always reading newspapers, you know article you know the ringer or the athletic i love the athletic I you know i read like long profile I'm magazine about
2: that too you and know I, like twitter i'll be like oh read this article about this person i'm like bet yeah and then it's like i look at my my uh, kindle app or my google books and i have all these ebooks
0: yeah. just sitting there yep. waiting and i'm like
2: yep. yeah but i'm gonna read about the week oh, and then i got
0: like <laughs> i mean i'm looking here like i buy this is jeff perlman who good journalist he did a really good book on um the Shaq Kobe years for the Lakers. He mm-hmm. wrote a biography of Brett Favre that I just bought. Cause I'm like, Ooh, and I still haven't read it yet. So like, maybe I'll read that, but I'd like to up it from the two books that I read last year to three actual books. Cause people are all like, Oh, what books you're going to read And I'm like, I don't read no books. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I just read, I read newspapers and magazines and the internet. That's what I read. Right. Um, but I want to actually, yeah, it's like actually read a book or something like that. Um, uh, read, read three books is the goal. Okay. Um, and then the third goal is uh, my. I would like. I might release another car again, but the lease on my car is up in in October, and I might actually I'd like to actually be in a position to actually buy a car for the first time because I've leased like three cars now. Um do nasty man, always lease. I'd <laughs> terms are good, man. <laughs> but this, yeah, I understand. I, but understand. I gotta they keep me under that mileage limit, uh, is the problem. So I'd actually maybe be nice to actually own a car and like have you know that under you know in my name and everything like that. So we'll yeah. see. see if that happens or not. But nice, yeah.
1: Good luck on that, man. Good luck on that. So that's it, boys. That's how we got, man. Like, um, i think i think 20 i think 2020 was definitely about the reset but 2021 is definitely about progression Mm. and so yeah i i think we're i think i think you know it sounds like we're all kind of headed on the right path for that and all we got to do is stick to it and support each other and and we can get this shit done man so kellen man wrap this bad boy up play
2: yeah, man. So, um, hyphen Nation is brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group, Morgantown, West Virginia-based podcast collective, bringing great podcasts to the people. hyphenpodcastgroup.com. and then also by my semi-regular co-host, Nell Quiet Blog, the Mark Rob, <sighs> written by Marcus Show, Matt Love Robinson, and you can find that at the m a r c r o b dot wordpress dot com. Again, that's the Mark Rob dot wordpress.com writes prolific hey, paragraphs of pontifications oh. about purity and plagiarism oh. and actually not all purity, kinds of different not stuff.
1: Plagiarized. <laughs>
2: not, <laughs> it's, it's,
1: it's definitely I was rolling on the peas.
2: Rolling on the peas. Um uh, so um
1: may be shopping soon. You never know.
2: Yeah go 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 check him out. He's he's writing a special project. Uh it's gonna be amazing whenever he's done. I can't wait to wait to see it. Um but, uh, yeah, I mean, everything else is in the outro done by my beautiful daughter, Aaliyah. So uh, if you need to know that, George, where can the people find you, sir?
0: Find myself at Gerbo3 on Twitter. Uh, myself Shoot. and my, my partner, uh, Mike the Buzzsaw Ostie. <laughs> and, the, and the Howitzer and Buzzsaw show at Buzzsaw on Twitter. Uh, Spotify, search Howitzer Buzzsaw on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. Search Howitzer, download, subscribe for free.
2: There you go. And the Howitzer and Buzzsaw show is also brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group now, as well as We Should Do This Again sometime with Kat and Mark. So make sure you're checking all that out wherever podcasts are podcasted. Um, But uh, George, Marcus, this has been great. Thank you so much for joining me belatedly. And sorry for screwing it up the first time.
0: (laughs) It's all right. It's all right.
2: Anyway, I say all that to say this. Thanks, y'all.
3: You've been listening to Barack Obama approved world's greatest podcast hosted by Kellen Conley and is semi regular. Co host Marcus Showin' Mad Love Bronx. Find Kellen on Twitter and Twitch at B Hyphen, Instagram at The Hyphen, on Facebook at Hyphen Universe, same for YouTube. Follow Marcus on Twitter at Show Mad Love, S H O W I N M A D L O V. Email the show at Hyphen at gmail.com music by no name tim this has been a production of hyphen podcast group hyphen group.com or hyphenuniverse.com. have a good rest of your day everybody and i hope you enjoy the rest of your week or weekend thanks y'all
1: This is a Hyphen Podcast production.
2: Are you not entertained?